0: the week. I am so excited this week because I have a special guest, my twin. It's my father. Um, We're going to be talking about some good stuff today. So first, of course, we're going to get into some life updates. I'm still trying to lose weight. I'm still drinking my water. I'm still minding my business. I'm still out here trying to be an entrepreneur. Um, I don't think I talked about this on my last episode, but I am in real estate school. So hopefully I'll have more updates about that going forward. Unfortunately, since we all cannot be out of the house after 8 p.m., I don't have class f- until further notice. So I don't have any updates, but that I'm studying. So um, that's my updates. This is my father, Pastor Opponents. If you didn't know, he is a pastor. Um, I'm gonna let him give his updates so that you guys can know who he is. You want to introduce yourself and tell everybody what's going on in your life?
1: Yes. Well, she already introduced me very well as Pastor Poonix, um twin. Isn't she lucky? Uh, okay, great. Wow. <laughs> but listen, um, first, before I go anything, I just wanted to say that I really enjoy Tea Time. Um, I have you locked in as one of my favorites uh, on my podcast, so I'm sure that uh, it's going to update um, and um, more people going to catch on to it because it's an outstanding uh, podcast. Okay. Thank you. Um, so my updates is, is basically uh, just trying to uh, stay safe in the midst of this, uh, this virus mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep my head together and everything else together. Um, I'm probably about a month behind him, my- Mike book because of all this stuff yes i'm like i'm really behind um and also um trying to uh, open nexus which is an online biblical school um, that was projected to be uh, open in may of this year um unfortunately that might be pushed back as well to june i know so there's a lot going on right now but hey the most important thing is to make sure that we get it done um, <laughs> so we will get done you know, Absolutely. the book will get done. Next, we'll cut the ribbon and uh, we'll move forward.
0: Cool. Yeah. Don't forget to share your updates on all the social media pages. Um, Tea time with Tatiana on Instagram. If you want to follow me personally, that's fine at Tatiana Samaria. He's not a social media guy, so oh, he doesn't have any handles. Um, You can, however, like Nexus Biblical Institute on Facebook, because they do have a page when the blue ribbon or blue ribbon, red, whatever, the ribbon cutting will happen. Um, Everybody be notified on Facebook. So now that the updates are done, we're going to get into our timeline rant. And we could not do tea time this week without obviously talking about this crazy coronavirus. Um, So... I don't know where you live, whoever's listening to this or watching this, but we live in New Jersey. We can't go out of our house past 8 p.m. <laughs> um, unless you are an essential worker like a hospital, doctor's office, whatever. Um, can't be out of the house by 8 p.m. So we're on curfew, guys. We're on lockdown. We've been told to continue to wash our hands. What is it, 30 seconds now? Uh, yeah, from 20 seconds to 30 seconds. Right. So wash our hands, making sure we're wearing a mask if we have to go out in public and... Covering your mouth, all that good stuff. It's crazy how fast it has spread. Um, he actually did more research than I did, so I'm going to let him take over this coronavirus thing. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, It's scary. I actually never thought that I would live to see something like this or maybe you know, watching this in another country, possibly a third world country. But the, the richest or the wealthiest and most powerful country in the world did not think that we would be going through something. Uh, like this but um it's real i mean it's, it's just simply a sign of the time and um as believers and citizens it's something that we have to deal with and i do believe we'll get through it but it's it's, it's real you know i hope people are taking it light uh seriously not taking it too lightly um trying to maintain that social distance that's required by cdc uh, as you know that we have shut down church and everything is uh online now and uh uh, you know, whatever they're asking us to do, whether state or federal, uh, we're, we're trying to to uh, oblige by, and I hope everyone is doing that. You know, we want right. to maintain safety. This is this is not a joke. Now, you know, I hear people, you know, they're joking about it mm-hmm. on social media and laughing about it, um, but it's serious. You know, so so we want to make sure that we come out uh, safe and on top. Yeah.
0: That's a good point that you made, even as like believers, like we have to understand that we still have to abide by guidelines, national guidelines, and making sure that we're making our precautions. Like, no, we're not, you know, we're not, it's scary, but we're not, in. we're not living in fear. We're not acting like this is going to affect us as believers, but at the same time, we live in this world, so it has the potential to protect us. So we have to make sure we're making those precautions practically, spiritually as well, making sure that we're praying and doing all that stuff. Absolutely. So I think... Online church is just like being a church. I mean, it's better to be amongst people, but um, the word of God is still spreading. So I think that that's fine. Um, I'd Like you said, people are making a joke about it. People are still going out places. People are still coughing when I'm covering their mouth. <laughs> um, but... I personally didn't think it was spread this fast. I work in a doctor's office and I was always just used to people calling in with the same symptoms. Just Okay. It's flu season. That's all what we kept saying. But now that there's a name to what these symptoms are, it's kind of like, oh, this is spreading way faster than we expected it to. So the fact that it's getting to shutting down everything is crazy, but stay safe, guys. Wash your hands, cover your mouth and spend time with your family. Yes, absolutely. That's it.
1: Practice all those precautions.
0: Yep. Practice all those precautions. Um, So I have one more timeline rant, and I'm talking about this because um, me and my sorority sisters, we actually had this conversation, and it was on my timeline after Jamal Bryant went through this entire rant. So we're going to do a brief update or, or a brief rant on um, burning sage and how that affects <laughs> shaking His head. Um, how that affects a believer, or are you supposed to burn sage as a believer, as a Christian? Um, do you believe in burning sage? What it even means? Blah, blah, blah. So just to give a little background story, burning sage, it has its roots in the Native American tradition. Um, so today, people burn sage and in in other holy herbs to cleanse a space or environment of negative energy to generate wisdom and clarity and to promote healing. Um, So it's just something that people do to get negative spirits out of their house, to clean the space and all that good stuff. (laughs) So um, if you don't know who Pastor Jamal Bryan is, you can Google him and this will probably be the first story that comes up. He went on a rampage, totally going against sage uh, sage burning, if you are a believer. Um, He pretty much said that it was a very bad thing and he compared it to witchcraft and that is... a it is a satanic aromatherapy. He warned his followers to stay away from the practice. Um, Persiphonis, yes. <laughs> what do you think? I don't. I don't really have. A, I don't think I have an opinion. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I really don't. When somebody asked me this, I was like, I don't know. I've never did enough research when when this question was asked. Well,
1: to me. you should have an opinion. I think you should have. An
0: but. Opinion. Okay, well you go first. Maybe <laughs> well, you'll change my your mind.
1: mind. I mean because this, this is this is the issue that uh perturbs me. Um and I mean I can you, you want to go on a rant I can really go on a rant and you're talking about your social media, but this this is my issue that perturbs is, I cannot believe with 2020 with it, with the technology and the intelligence that we have that we are such still followers. Mm. Well, you know, it, it we just, we you know, when somebody puts something down on, on, on the internet or someone start doing it, we just, we don't think, we don't ask questions, we don't look, we just follow behind it. And it's and, and I, it's just, it, it blows my mind how ignorant, and I don't mean that word as derogatory, I mean it as it is the definition of, just simply don't know and just doing. Um, so this burning sage and, and how they're connecting it with Christianity. Bernie sage has nothing to do with Christianity. And in fact, I had a minister and, and I wanted to take her license. That's how mad I was. And she doesn't know that she, she hit his podcast. She would <laughs> be like, really? That she asked me, what are your thoughts on burning? I'm mean, don't even ask me that question. If it's not biblical, if you cannot find it in the Bible, if Jesus not, did, did not talk about it or the old Testament did not, then I don't really want to hear about it. If you choose to do that, that's your choice, but do not associate your doing with Christianity. Right. I mean, that's why, you know, you put me on this 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 podcast and I, I, I warned you. you know, I, I I even hate to be labeled a Christian because of the ignorance of people who call themselves Christians. You know, I mean, it's just it's sort of like, you know, can you imagine vegans when they have the, the, the conferences and people coming out eating a cheese steak? Well, I'm still a vegan just every now and then maybe <laughs> on Saturday. You know, I can feel like, I mean, and, and, and then they would have a holy fit, but us, We can let anybody call themselves Christians and we can do whatever we want to do. And then we get mad. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I, I agree with Jamar Bryan, okay, and everything that he's saying. But that is not the important matter. The important matter is why are we even discussing it? It tells me that one you're not studying your Bible. You, you can't be. Because if you're studying your Bible, you wouldn't even bring the topic up. And then when somebody asks you, what do you think? You mean, what do I think? What do I think about using hot sauce? Me using <laughs> hot sauce on my eggs has nothing to do with me being a Christianity. Right, right, right. But because they said, well, you know, sage is supposed to get rid of spirit. Well, where is your power at? Where is yeah. your authority at? Are you a member of the kingdom? Spirits are subject to you. They're not subject to sage. Right. So why are we putting more power in sage, that's a religious ritual that we are supposed to be in the age of relationship. Right. We're supposed to be growing closer to that time of the coming of Christ. But this indicates how far and how ignorant we are to the Bible teachings, to Christ's teachings. And we're so still stuck into religion and tradition. I think it's the most idiotic thing To be discussing it not just doing it it's 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 pretty sad that we're there but again that's that's why you have people don't want to go to church now anymore because i mean because of stupid stuff like this we're not teaching bible we're Hmm. still teaching religion religion keeps you broke religion keeps you depressed it keeps you separated i mean this is this is this this is what this is you know And, and it's it is pretty sad um, so you know, my thing is, folks, read your Bible, follow the scripture. I guarantee you, if you follow the scripture, read the Bible, you won't be broke. You you you'll stay healthy as as long as you, this this corrupt body would allow you to, and uh, you will enjoy your life. I'm telling you, the Bible is absolutely incredible, and it will answer all those questions. And you don't you stop living a life off the internet, right? You know, and and um, you know, then you, I think you really learn and see. That, you know, God is God. Instead of just letting somebody else tell you this and tell you that, and you doing this and you doing that, it's it's, it's just sad. It's just <laughs> sad. Yes, I went on a rant, and I can keep going, but I understand. <laughs> but
0: that's what this is. It's a timeline <sighs> rant. It's a time for us to talk about what our timeline is talk our timeline is talking about. As well as our opinion, so I appreciate that. Like I said, I didn't necessarily really have an opinion on this. Um, and its correlation to being a Christian, though, everything you made, everything you said, made sense, especially what Jamal Bryant said. He said Christians who depend on burning sage to complement their faith are devaluing the power of Christ's anointing in their life. Now. I agree i don't know what else to say but i agree i think the idea of burning sage to me isn't bad but then when you put that in place of your faith of in christ i think that's when it becomes very taboo like what's the point of burning sage if you could just pray like i don't understand like I'm, i don't know just use your anointing to get rid of those spirits out of your house but i think a lot of other people were comparing burning sage to why we use oil like it, in a sense we're not we're not depending on the power of the oil to hear somebody to heal somebody, but we're using it as a um a rep- or a symbol, a representation of us healing or or of us laying hands or using the anointing. Whoa. So I think that's why it's kinda taboo They're like, Okay, well you use oil to lay hands on people, why can't we burn sage to use it as a Christian?
1: Okay, but see you that, know, that that's that, different. That's that. different because Oil is symbolic. Right. And the Bible
0: was symbolic. Right. Right. And
1: what God did, what God spoke of the oil Mm -hmm. to use it as a symbolism, baptism, symbolism. But it was spoken by God to get the ignorance of us to Mm -hmm. understand the spiritual nature and power of God. Do we need to be baptized? No. But we need to understand the The initialness of baptism. So he gave the symbolism so you can get it. Do you really need the ring to show that you're married? No. No, but it is a symbol of of your marriage, Right. right? Sage is nowhere near a symbol of anything right. Period. So do we really need all that other stuff that no, we don't really right. need it. So the point of people like, well you' you have ore. A real Christian understand that Mm -hmm. we're, all we're doing is following biblical Mm -hmm. principles so that people who do not understand will understand through the, through the symbolic way of how olive oil, how baptism or drink, how that stuff is used. There's nothing in the, about about sage and you cannot even tell me that sage is symbolic because what these people are thinking and doing and saying is that sage actually removes the spirit. You're not even talking symbol- symbolism. You're right. not even talking about that it's symbolic. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the power is yeah, in mean, the sage right, right. and it's not in the sage, just like there's no power in the oil. But a real Christian would understand that we understand the symbolism just like, how many times people, I, I, I've baptized people who've been baptized six times. You don't need to be baptized but one time. What do you keep getting baptized for? Because <laughs> they really don't understand the power behind it. Right, We're right. putting the power in the water, in the dunking, but that's not what it is. It's supposed to be symbolic. Situation, You know, right. period. And I think that, you know, I understand why people saying, Chris, no, I do not understand it. Study your darn Bible, period, you know, and get away from this. And that's one reason why you know we keep talking about uh, wealth and we keep talking about, uh, uh, you know, how God have have how uh, he's rich in housing and land and we can't even pay our rent. And some of us can't even buy a house because, you know, you you can teach it, you can preach it, but you don't live it. You need to live it. If you live it, you'll see it work. The sad thing is the people of the world live it more than the people of the Bible. And that's why they prosper, because we want to debate about it. We want to sound deep about it, but we don't follow it. Period.
0: And that's just that. Plan. And
1: God is going to look at it and go. And, and then you wonder why, you know, well, God don't answer my prayers. Then you want to walk away and blame the church, blame the pastor. But it's you. Period. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's just a oh, Listen,
0: I'm I warned sorry. y'all. Yeah. I tr- I think I warned y'all last episode of Tea Time. We're very similar. This is why Tea Time is what it is. It's the unadulterated truth. <sighs> and whoever don't like it, it don't matter because it's my show. So, <laughs> listen. He's, I was going to say he's just like me. I'm just like him. So, <laughs> all right. So, that timeline ran is over. Tell me what you think about Burning Sage as a believer. Comment. Let me know what your thoughts on our thoughts and if you agree if you disagree whatever especially corona let us know how you doing during this quarantine (laughs) okay it's
1: time for you to upgrade from being a believer (laughs) because if you truly are a believer upgrade from believer, you wouldn't even have no thoughts with burning sage
0: listen all right now that's that on that (laughs) all right so we're going to get into our topic of the day as you see it is called the eve effect if you're wondering why i named this topic the eve effect that's because pastor poem is writing a book called The Eve Effect. Super excited to talk about this book to give him some exposures, to get y'all some questions going on what the book is about. I'm excited as a single woman to continue to read the book. I have the sample. So I'm excited about that. And anybody else who has the sample should be excited as well. So my first question for you is the title of your book. Obviously, it's called The Eve Effect. What is this book about?
1: Um, It's really about women of today uh, and the fact of the decisions, the actions that Eve uh, had to face in a garden that women of today are facing right now. The problem is they do not know it. The wisest man that ever lived said that there, there's, there's nothing new in the sun. We take that, we talk about it in a cliches and religious mm-hmm. manner, but the Bible is true you know, and God said, I'm the God, I'm the Lord that God, and I change not, we are constantly being tested, uh, male and female, men and women, on the situations and circumstances that took place in the garden. Um, I had a lot of women who come to me, and um, young women, and, you know, they talk about marriage, talk about relationship, and they do not understand that the circumstances of their current relationships, in um, the presence of their lack of uh, matrimony is affected by those decisions that took place in the garden mm-hmm. um, and so what I decided to do is instead of repeating myself for the last 10 years I decided to write write a book about it <laughs> I, ironically I had I was speaking to someone um, and I was it was actually a male and I was talking about the Adam uh, syndrome and and um, that's where I feel like my, my ministry has always been to uh, ever since I left Islam it was to men. And and as I was explaining the Garden of um, Eden regarding the decisions of Adam and the actions of Adam, and that's why I wanted to write the book. And I said, well, you know, I have actually have another um, book that's coming out after Adam, which is called The Eve Effect. And the person suggested who has written books, I don't want to give their name, said, write The Eve Effect first because mm-hmm. your passion is with Adam. You get the, Get the most challenging one out first. And you know, the next one will come forward. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's what it's about. I'm hoping that it will. if, if you want to be married, um, as you want to understand who you are, understand men, understand the test that you're taking, you really should read this book because whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in the situation or not, once you read this book, you're going to know I don't have to convince you. I explain it in detail that God has given me. You're going to know that I'm telling you the truth and you're going to see how many times that you have, um, failed that test as, as I and you're wondering why either you uh, settled for it in your marriage and got married or the fact that you have not settled and why you're not married. If you read this book and understand it uh, and apply it because uh, we don't just deal with just the situation in the garden. We take the situation mm-hmm. in the garden we also talk about uh, dating and and how, who and what you're supposed to be looking for within that um, to make sure that you are making the proper selection Um, too many times we you know we're just much divorces as there are weddings because we're not taking those considerations so that's really what the book is about for any woman who want to get married and 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 we just went deep and then we brought it out to you know um, the common sense of dating and courting and engagements and etc so it's a pretty in-depth Book.
0: I think it was what's very interesting as a single woman who's read multiple books about dating, multiple books about women in the Bible. um, And I've even heard certain people, certain preachers talk about Eve and his relationship in its relation to her just being somebody who knew better but didn't do better right and that's why we're suffering right now and you know how women are like when I get to heaven I'm gonna fight Eve because she had one job right but your approach to Eve is completely different and I think it's very more in-depth especially when you were talking about in the relation of what happened in the garden it's kind of still what we're going through now I think bringing that perspective will open up so many eyes um you kind of answered my second question. Um, there's other women in the Bible. Why did you choose to write about Eve and its relation to women versus Sarah, Martha, Mary? You know, why did you choose specifically to write about Eve?
1: Because the effect of Eve affected Sarah, Martha, and, mm. and the rest of mm. them. That, that's why. You know, yeah. there's no need to talk about the effect when you can talk about the, the source. The source right, right. is Eve. And the, the simple fact that um, the ignorance of us in reading the Bible in english i hate i hate to say that and we don't take the time to study it in hebrew
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and we will if we took the time to study it in hebrew and allow the holy spirit to teach us our perception of eve uh, we talking about when we get to heaven that we're going to um um a, pop, a beat up eve and <laughs> you mm-hmm. know i hear that but if you actually study it you're actually going to apologize to eve for for how you uh um seen her and, and how you use her and kind of use her as like a punching bag she deserves more of an apology than um than to get yeah. beat up and 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 it's pretty sad you know that's one <laughs> reason why you know, like I said she is the source but the main thing is you know once you really understand who she was and 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 why she was and what God intended for her to be and and what really happened then then you're Anger will be directed to the right place. um, And -hmm. and then you'll see yourself being more empowered. Um, Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So why did you choose the title Eve Effect?
1: Again, uh, like I said, what she did, her actions, um, her words, and how she was uh, attacked Mm -hmm. in scripture, it affect us today. It affect, you know, male and female you know today and if we understand it because he's there's something about saying he doesn't change as well
0: hmm.
1: he um he modifies you know i mean you go in the farm and you go to, to the chicken coop and there's chicken right period and the same chicken but that chicken can be chicken parm That chicken can be barbecue chicken, it can be fried chicken, it can be stewed chicken. No matter what it is, it's still chicken. Right. You know, And, and Satan is still Satan. He modifies it and he presents it to us. And because we are always judging based on what it looks like, sometimes even what it smells like, and then we don't get we get food until we taste it. But once you taste it, then you know y- you lose. So we yeah. have to be able to identify it, even when it's modified, so that that um, we can understand that no, you're not going to get me this time. You know. And so, what he presented to Eve, he's presented to you. He right. presented to me. He's presented to every woman. And and the most important thing, without giving away so much in the book, is he's specifically targeting women. I have heard ministers mm. say so much. Satan wants men. Satan wants men. He wants to kill men. he wants to destroy men you, you don't you don't kill your food supply because then you die man is satan's food supply he needs man he rule and conquers the world through men what he wants to destroy is women hmm. and most people don't understand that and you're not going to find most men stating that because they're going to speak what satan tell them to speak unless right. they are anointed you know by the Holy Spirit of God. It's the book, you know, people will say well, one person I I met when I went away on the um on a pilgrimage to get away from everything and write. And he said, um, uh, wow, you know, you sure people's gonna catch this because you're not just dealing with the relationship, you're dealing with Bible. I'm like the Bible deals with everything and People have to learn the basics of things, and that's why they keep selling tests. Like if you don't understand why children, when they go to school, they count the one to ten, and then count from ten to twenty, then learn to count backwards. That child has no idea that they're learning how to add and subtract. Right. But all they're thinking is they learn how to counting. Once you explain to them an adult, and that's what I'm looking for in this book, that if you don't know how to count, you will not know how to do add and subtraction. If you don't know how to add or subtract, you cannot do multiplication. If you can't do multiplication, you can't do division. Right. You can't do multiplication, division, add and subtraction, you, can, you won't be able to do trigonometry. you can't do algebra mm-hmm. count. So yeah. everything has an effect. So. I'm I'm starting this book off and and explaining to everyone this is why you're the way that you are and once mm-hmm. you see why you are then we get later in the book and dealing with topics like the interview and dealing with dating and dealing right. with uh, identity you know mm-hmm. and and you will have a better idea of when you're sitting at that table over dinner. So that particular uh, person who might be uh, your Adam, not your Boaz, but your Adam, then you understand who you are and you understand why and you also understand the type of questions uh, and what you're looking for. Right now, we're, we're simply, as I stated in the book, we're colonized. You know, women are, are who they were told that they are and they behave like who they told that they are because they don't know who or what they are. You know, and this is what this book does. It challenges all of that.
0: Hmm. it's a mouthful <laughs> yeah, it is. but like you said it's it's the basics um women from my from my experience of dealing with single women being my friends and things like that there's always books talking about the Sarah talking about the Ruth talking about the Ruth and the Boaz talking about the Martha and the Mary those type of women but we don't go back to the source like I said we know Eve as that one person who knew better but didn't do better but we don't figure out like her like her source her history like okay why did she do what she did who is she really um so i'm excited about this book um so there are three parts to your book right yes um so i want to cover i want to ask you a question about at least one chapter in each part Mm -hmm. um just to kind of give you an idea what what y'all gonna be reading in the future so part number one, there's a chapter on identity crisis. Can you discuss that a little bit, um, what that chapter is going to be about, why you chose to, to um, title that chapter Identity Crisis in relation to Eve?
1: Um, because it is exactly what it says, that Eve, as well as Adam, but we're going to stick with Eve, went to a situation that they lost who they were. And mm. I would give you a little example of it. Um, Adam and Eve knew God, they knew themselves once they have they've, they've fallen, um, Adam tried to hide behind a tree, which is insane. Um, Eve was you know actually with him and and, and and their whole identity changed, and they the relationship with God had changed, so they they all of a sudden somehow forgot who they were. They didn't also, did not know God. Um, So that's what we're dealing with right now. The transition of the identity crisis is women do not know who they are and what they were made for, their purpose. Everyone talks about the person. Yes, Tatiana has purpose. Maybe tea time is part of your purpose. Maybe putting out CDs is part of your purpose. But before any of that, there was a foundation as with as with Jeremiah, there was a foundation laid for you. And from that foundation, Tatiana was, had to build up. Mm. But if you build tea time and anything else on a, on a not so solid foundation, Everything will crumble. Mm. So that means that you need to understand the foundation of Tatiana before you decide to build anything. Right. Up. So that identity crisis is speaking to every woman, and is bringing you back to understand your foundation. And you know, I'm saying it this way to not to spoil. Mm-hmm. Know, the chapter. No,
0: that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. You know, and then your foundation and as, a it, as a woman, as a woman, as a woman.
1: Exactly. And then from that, the, the individualized of that woman begin to sprout. But if you do not understand the foundation, even though you might even achieve your dreams, you won't be happy. I promise you, you won't be happy. Mm. You know Because you, you, won't, know you, you won't know who you are. You won't know who you are. You built it on a not so solid foundation. Right. Jesus spoke about building a house on a solid foundation. People was thinking a house. He's using, again, symb- symbolism. He's using an analogy. But he's really talking about you. That's what he's talking about. He came to talk about the kingdom and and the kingdom is really you. And if you do not understand what he meant by that foundation, then you're already not there. That's why he said "If people think that they can see they already are blind. Mm. Only when you know that you, uh, the fact that you are blind, that's when he can help you be able to see. This is where we are right now, right? right? And and, and especially our men, but it has affected our women so much because our men are so lost. Mm. So we have Mm. compromised, (laughs) Our women, I'm saying, have totally compromised and we are we are in pain. It doesn't matter how successful. If we haven't found that foundation, I guarantee you, I can show you a a well or successful in the eyes of the society women. But deep down inside, she feels a void. I guarantee you.
0: Hmm. Interesting. All right. So part two, you have a chapter on. You named it two things: so single in sex, and then the virgin and the divorcee. Um, we hear a lot of, well, to me, like I said, I'm single, <clears throat> so I've read a lot of books that talk about sex and um, how its relationship being married and why you should wait and things like that. But I'm interested in why you decided to add a second part of the virgin and the divorcee. Um, it seems like obviously. I'm comparing it to other books because it's completely different to me. It's, I don't think it's anything that you would have ever read before. It's not even going to be close. It's going to be a completely different perspective. So the the title of that chapter is what grabs me like, hmm, I think this is going to be a different perspective on the virgin and the divorcee. That's why I want to hear your thoughts on that chapter.
1: Yeah, because I think that in the Bible, uh, again, trying not to give so much away <laughs> is um there's no such thing as singleness in the bible mm. if you pay attention to it there's no such thing as singleness in the bible
0: what do you mean you say um, singleness singleness like being by yourself
1: being single i'm just gonna say okay that. there's no such thing it, it's, it's called the virgin it's, it's, it's either the virgin. okay or the divorcee okay that's it you know we 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 created new categories mm. um but in the Bible, there was only two categories: either you were a virgin or you were a divorcee. But you was not single, right? You know, or or married, right? You know. Um, or, or married, right. Right. You know um, so the book is actually explaining God's perspective and not man's perspective. Mm. It's, it's sort of like um, you 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 have an iPhone, and you can decide what you want to do with the iPhone, but you really don't know. Every aspect of that phone, unless you ask Apple, they are the manufacturing. The word manufacturer is meaning the factory that made it, or the mm-hmm. factor that made it. God right. is the factor that 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 made us, and His mm-hmm. intentions, whether we agree with it, whether how we label it, it still exists. So when we're talking about sex and we're talking about um, uh, singleness, you know, you're actually talking about a conflict. There is a conflict with, with those two terms between
0: being single and having sex. Is that what you're saying? Yes.
1: Okay. You know, well, so so we, we are we we are um, not actually following. Um, or oh, this is really hard. Okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, give <laughs> um, it a little over yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's
1: it's 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 a little difficult because I th- this is a perfect way to explain to a lot of women that um see you you, see, you can't get married if you're already married you know that's and a, um and see God sees it, it you know it doesn't matter what you think it's what he thinks mm-hmm. and see so you have labeled it and you think God does not have to follow your terminology you're supposed to follow his right and I think he that's created what we've done. The,
0: the mandate, how it's supposed to look at right. <laughs> and be. Right.
1: And and what we, and once we understand his met, his mentality behind it, I mean, he clearly said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Right. He said, you got something like me, But so once you understand how he thinks, the culture of, of God, and you bend, begin to examine yourself, then you go, oh, you know, that's why God has not sent me, you know, my Adam, because he's not going to contradict himself. Right. You know, he, he's not going to uh, um, pollute himself. So... Mm-hmm. There's things that you need to do uh, to be able to, uh, but the single and sex, one more thing I want to say about that Mm -hmm. and and that I'm going to discuss in that chapter is um, how society makes women feel when, when, when women deal with and talk about sex, like women are not supposed to talk about sex. it's, it's. It's nasty to them, to society. Look at a woman who's who's sexual. She has a negative connotation that that's placed upon her as men. You know, we're always about sex. Well, and and that's a lie. It's Mm -hmm. a straight out of the pit of hell. Women are just as sexual as men. um, But we have followed society's mentality. And for women not to initiate sex with their with with their uh, their husband or um. Oh, well, why? Well, you know, it, it, you look at television, and then right. it make you feel like when you get married, guys, you're not gonna have sex as much because married. Well, some of that. I mean, study has shown that married people actually have more sex than single people, and have better sex. Than yeah, single but
0: people. the media doesn't. But the
1: media don't want because, show you that, right? Because Satan is is flooding the media with from music to movies to, to make you believe that. However, we cannot ignore the fact that there are people, whether you're married or single, who. They're not having as much sex. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the reasons why is because it's not that the term that you got married. It's the f- simple fact that it's not pleasurable. And mm-hmm. one reason when it's not pleasurable, well, that's something that we're going to discuss. Okay. That you got to learn how to please your your partner. You know, your, your husband needs to learn how to please his wife as the wife needs So we're not just dealing with the, the connotation of God and what is marriage, what is sex, what is, what is a virgin, what is a single. But we also want, we're also going to deal with sex in general, the actual practice behind sex and uh and you're going to learn i will give you this that sex is basically 80 percent mental um and not and, and people think it's 80 percent physical no if you're doing 80 physical that's what you're doing that's you're actually problem. having sex and that is the problem that was wrong you know? with and you. after a while it becomes boring and then right. hey, it's not that well they're not sexual they just don't want to do it because they find no pleasure in it
0: hmm. lord jesus yeah, so it's a pretty good job <laughs> All right, so we got a few more minutes, and I want to speak about one chapter that you have in part three, the interview. Um, I think that's that's so interesting um, because we don't, from my understanding, this chapter in relation to meeting your Adam, right, and the right questions to ask and things like that. Why did you think this was an important chapter to include? And the effect.
1: Think about it. I'm, I've been a supervisor um, on my secular job before I came full time pastor, um, and I've done a lot of interviews, and we have a list of, uh, of certain questions that we ask. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, there were times that I would do ask questions over the phone. And then if I felt that the person was uh, worthy enough for an in-person interview, I would bring them in and then I would do an in-person interview. Now, why why did we move from a phone to an in-person? Well, uh, if I like what I heard on the phone. Right. Unfortunately, and it's the real deal is the fact that now I'm going to take what I see based on what I've heard or liked on the phone. So there's a visual judgment, I hate right. to say, and it's, and it's real. Yeah. Like when a person walked through the door, there's a percentage of, and I don't want to give all that out, but there's a percentage of whether I'm going. They didn't even open their mouth. I can look at them. And have yeah, a I mean, certain they percentage. Might yeah, have a
0: good conversation on the phone. But they come in sagging their pants. I'm not gonna hire you. Know, you. Right. It's, yeah. It's,
1: I'm gonna already have a percentage of yay or nay. And right. then once they sit down, I'm gonna ask questions. Now, if you really like them, guess what else you do? Then you bring in your, your boss or another colleague. And maybe this is the second interview. Most jobs, think about it, most jobs that are high-end jobs, they don't hire you on the spot. Yeah, you may go to a retail store or fast food. You sit there in the lobby and you interview them and you may hire them on the spot. Mm -hmm. But you do not get no high-end job that Mm -hmm. you get hired on the spot. No, they go tell you, yeah, we have other interviews and going back and this and this and that. And then they may come you back for a second interview. Why don't we do that when we come to dating? We do not take dating. Uh, very seriously and that's what this this chapter is about the interview is the fact that that's what dating is supposed to be you're supposed mm. to be interviewing right. your uh potential adam and you have to be with interview and i will give you this to make sure that he is adam and he's not a snake mm-hmm. he's not that serpent I mean, he ain't no it. serpents you have to be able oh, to uh, identify that right? Um, because, you know, again, there was a respect to the serpent that approached Eve
0: and mm. there are
1: going to be some respect to a lot of men that's going to come to you because Satan desires for you to never marry. The as longer as you're mm. not married, then um, um, he has more access to control you. Right, you know, and that's not what 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 you want, you know. So so that's a and that's one reason why I was in part three because it's a very important because I don't think people really know how to interview. We we don't take this time, you know. Right. So yeah, I, I think it's a, a that's one of the most important chapters in the, in, in, in the book. Yeah.
0: Cool. So I hope you're just excited as me for the Eve Effect to drop. As he said, Corona coronavirus got everything being pushed yeah, back. Yeah. But when the release date comes out, I'll make sure to let everybody know when the Eve Effect will drop. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to the people? You can look to the camera. Yeah, I just want feel. to say, um,
1: <laughs> I, I, I thank Tatiana for inviting me. Um, I hope I, um, you'll see more of him it again. And I, again, uh, I'm sure. I do love her podcast and I love the topics that she, she has. And I hope you guys, you know, continue to, uh, uh, tune in and, 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 you know, respond and, you know, put some suggestions about what you want her to talk about. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we, Please we talk about a lot of things. So, <laughs> Her and now they're like, you know, talk when are you gonna talk about this. I problems? know. It's like when are you gonna have me on your show? Yeah, like, this
0: so, happened uh, since tea time was on YouTube. <laughs> and now that I got my life together, I'm able to do stuff like this. So I'm sure everybody will enjoy this episode. I'm sure everybody's gonna want him to come on and talk about more stuff. It will happen, but I wanted to make sure he got his highlight about the Eve effect. Not even that, if you know a single woman, a single man, anybody, whether you're married, uh-huh. whatever. Please watch his podcast. And if you have any questions for us or for him, let us know. Follow yeah, me on definitely. social media. Like I said, I at Tea Time with sure. Tatiana. Yes. And definitely follow the Nexus of. Biblical, I think it's Biblical Institute on Facebook for the updates on when the Eve Effect will drop, when he'll have more classes. He had a seminar um, for the Eve Effect. One will have stuff like that. When the Adam Syndrome drops, all of that, make sure you follow Uh that page on Facebook because a lot of updates will be coming soon after Mother Corona has passed on by. All right. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace out.
1: God bless.